What's up, Freakazoids? We're back for another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin, doing another episode on a Monday, July 3rd. Long car ride. We rambled for about 70 minutes before, and it really made time fly. Like, I blinked, and I'm, like, right outside of Buffalo. So I figured, hey, let's hurt uh, Rochester. Oh, dude, I thought I was closer. Damn. All right, well, still, still not that far away. Um, I got to be closer to Buffalo. I have to be closer to Buffalo. I refuse to believe I'm not closer to Buffalo than what I just thought. Anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, so last episode we talked about a lot. Getting prepared for the apocalypse. You know, I, I think it's really important again, that you don't get stuck in ideological um, ruts. In other words, um, you know, we've talked about this before that, or I talked about this in the YouTube short that I did the other day, that people get stuck in ideological ruts, meaning that they only see things through one lens. Either everything's conservative or everything's liberal. Like, I can look at a guy like Robert Kennedy who is a liberal Democrat and be like, huh, this guy has some really good talking points. I actually agree with his foreign policy heavily, agree with his foreign policy. I agree with his economic policy, what he wants to do back here in the States, back home, in terms of making us less of a military power, which I still think we need to be, obviously, uh, but focusing on more becoming a true economic power. I really, like, here's a liberal Democrat, and I am who I am, and I'm at the point where I would almost vote for this guy to be president. Seriously. Um, you've got to be careful of getting stuck in ideological ruts, man. And I, I talk to so many people and they can all, they're can they only capable of thinking one way. One way. It's like it's either all blue or it's all red. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, I don't know. I feel like there's got to be a correlation with that. And, like, people that are oddly obsessed with sports. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's got to be some correlation. Like, if you're not super into sports, you're super into politics. I just never got. Like, what's the deal with being really into sports? Now, I got a lot of guys that listen to me that I feel like are, you know, love sports. I just don't. I don't get it. Like, especially we're talking about this when I was in Florida a couple months ago. Uh, some of my good friends, one owns a moving company, the other one owns a life insurance agency, the other guy uh, owns an HR uh, hormone replacement therapy company, and he trains uh, actors and actresses for movie roles and stuff. Um, good group of people. And I'm looking at all these super successful guys, and none of them are hardcore sports fans. Like, they watch sports, they know about sports, like we were watching UFC that night, but like they weren't like... You know those guys that are like, I'm outside of Buffalo, so I'm thinking of like some of the Buffalo fans I grew up with, just like hardcore, getting emotional, uh, drinking too much because they lost, drinking too much because they won, like just, I never got the sports thing, I don't know what that is, I wonder, you know, I would, anyways, back to what I was saying with these guys in Florida, you know, all these guys in Florida, I'm like, dude, I think it's kind of gay to wear another man's last name on a jersey. 
I'm mad you're a grown man. And you're wearing some dude's name. Like, I could see if you were a little kid, but come on, man. What are you going to grow out of that face? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. Isn't it funny? I'm more nervous about turning off by guys that like sports than I am, like, talking about women not being allowed to vote. <laughs> No, I just, I don't know. I don't understand it. And it's not that I'm afraid. You know, honestly, I think it's gay. I'll just say it. I think it's pretty gay to wear another dude's last name on your back on a shirt. That's a really weird thing to do. Like, guys will know every single stat from the last 20 years about a team, but they don't know how to trade an option. You know what I'm saying? It's like... I don't know. It's just very, very strange. I never got the sports thing, man. I just, I never got it. So maybe somebody out there can enlighten me. I just, instead of sitting around watching other men and she even make a lot of money, I would rather do it myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So maybe there's somebody out there that I'm talking to that needs to hear this. Like maybe it's time to tone it down on the whole like sports thing and the yeah, go home team and like go create your own. <laughs> amount of success, you know what I mean, like root for you, dude, if you guys started rooting for yourselves as hard as you started rooting for these other dudes, you know how much money you'd make, you know what I mean, you know how successful you'd be out here wearing another man's name on your, on your back, <laughs> oh, gee, I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine being the wife of some guy that's like obsessed with another male. I just, I don't know. That's very, very strange. I think that's a phase. I think you should have idols when you're a kid, you know, in the sports realm. But once you realize you're not going to go pro, which 99.9% .9 of us don't, I think it's time to grow out of that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Sorry to my sports. I, don't get me wrong. I watch football. But, like, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't name all 32 quarterbacks. Some there's people out there that can name all 32 quarterbacks. Why? What 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 is that making you? What's that doing for you? And you know, that's we have a tendency to focus on things that don't do anything for us. Now I'm not saying you can't enjoy sports. Like I said, I love watching the UFC. I spend 75 bucks every other weekend on pay-per-view fights. You know what I mean? Like I, I love to watch fighting. Big fan of that. I'm not saying you can't watch sports. I'm saying at what point does it become like, hey, maybe we should dial this back and like focus on our kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or like focus on my wife or like make some money so I can retire someday. I don't know. But we get focused on things, you know, that don't matter. You know, it's like, it's like, People that know everything about celebrities. It's just a very weird... Let's call it what it is. It's just peasant behavior. You know what I mean? You're just being a peasant at that point. When you know like all these athletes and you know all the celebrities and the gossip and who's dating who and the who's what and who's wearing this. It's the bread, it's the bread and circus that we talked about on the last episode. Bread and circuses, man. Give them their bread, give them their circuses, and they won't revolt. 
you know, it's a, it's just really weird, the celebrity worship that happens, and, uh, you know, like, I don't use Snapchat much at all, um, hardly ever, you know, I usually just pop in there and go through everybody's stories, just see what people are up to, because people are hilarious, but, like, on the stories page, they give you, like, articles underneath that, and I don't know what I clicked on at one point to make Snapchat think that I was an 18-year-old girl, but it's like, guess who just got leaked? It's like, I, <laughs> I just, you know, read a book. You know how many good books there are out there? There's so many good books for you to read. Like, I, let's talk about that. Let's talk about reading. Reading is such an important thing to do. I, I, let's talk about the benefits of reading. The, the obvious one being the knowledge. The obvious one being the knowledge that you acquire from reading. Reading is a really good way to be in the room with highly successful and accomplished people, but not have to pay anything other than what you paid for the book. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I wanted to learn, you know, if I wanted to just read about a, uh, starting a multi-billion dollar company, I could pick up Shoe Dog by Phil Knight and read about Nike. For what? $12.99. I can read about how Nike was founded. And all the obstacles and problems. And now it's a big gay woke company. But you get what I'm saying. I can learn about all that. For $12.99. I could get a book. I could get a Charlie Munger's The Poor Man's Almanac. Who's Warren Buffett's partner and friend. I got that for $30. You know what I'm saying? I could get As a Man Thinketh for 99 cents by James Allen and completely restructure the way I perceive the world, the challenges and obstacles and adversities. You've got to read books, dude. So all that knowledge is out there. All the knowledge that you could possibly want is out there. I could go to a John Maxwell seminar just by picking up five of his books for probably $70 total. But that $70, dude, that I've spent on John Maxwell books has probably made me close to $7 million over the past 12 to 13 years. At least. At least. With everything I've learned. What, are, what, what is in this crate barreling down the highway right now? Are those little cows? They're sheep. They're probably so scared. It's like a bunch of sheep in a crate barreling down the highway at 65 miles an hour. Aw, bad for those little guys. Man. I just have such a heart for animals, dude. I don't know what it is. I think my estrogen's too high right now. I've, that's the third time I've said that in the past two weeks, so it must be true. I'm waiting for all my stuff to come in from... Uh, Elite uh, Living, which is a great, great company, HRT company. My buddy Ian runs, but the, the pharmacies right now are really slow. It's really, really slow, which I thought not having testosterone for a week and a half, I think that's what it is. I think maybe my test is just getting a little bit low. Low for me is 1,200. <laughs> I, I got it. I think I got it up to eighteen hundred at one point. But I was, dude, I was only doing one hundred twenty-five uh, a week. 
That's it. 125 milliliters of test a week. You know how small that, or wait, 1.25 milliliters of test a week. So I was doing 0 0.75, 0 0.75, or I'm sorry, I took it down to point whatever, uh, whatever 125 to 65, 65, something like that. Like half a syringe, a little over half a syringe, skinny syringe twice a week. And uh, two, my test was like, it's like 1800. My body has been responding really, really well. I don't know if I finally fixed what's going on in my brain uh, with my luteinizing hormone, but that wasn't any higher than what it normally is. I don't know. My body responds really, really well to certain things. You know what I think a big part of it is are the cold plunges. Adding in cold plunges, just a diet high in eggs and rot red meat, dude. My testosterone went through the roof. But anyways, back to reading. In my... I notice I am significantly sharper cognitively and verbally. I'm more articulate and I'm able to string together thoughts much quicker when I am reading frequently. Like if I spend 30 minutes to an hour in the morning reading and then spend another hour at night reading, I notice that if I stick to that schedule and even read sporadically throughout the day, I notice I'm significantly sharper than the days that I don't read it like greases the wheels so not only is it good for you for you for, for, from a knowledge standpoint which is the obvious one but it's also super good for you and for you in my opinion I'm sure there's studies out there somewhere to back it up from a cognitive standpoint I think reading keeps you sharp reading helps you grow and expand your vernacular reading helps you to become a more articulate speaker Reading helps you expand your perspective. Like there's so many benefits to reading. I think you should be, re I think a good goal at the minimum for everybody is one book a month. One book a month. Most people don't ever read a book after high school. So that already puts you way ahead of the, cur of the, of the curve. But I think one book a month, um, is a must. I like to do two a month, um, and sometimes more. Sometimes, if I'm really pushing my reading, I'll do three books a month. I, I'm a very fast reader, so I can rip through things and digest it very, very quickly because it's all I used to do. As in high school, was read, and college was read. Um, but I think one book a month. I like to do two because I like to do one that's like you know something about finances, money, and success in business, leadership, stuff like that, like workbook, I don't like to call it work because it's not work, but uh, like a like a self-improvement edification book, uh, and then like a non-fiction, I like to read a lot of uh, sci-fi stuff, I used to read a, like, uh, I really liked like The Hobbit and Loader, uh, I really enjoyed, there was a series called Pendragon when I was in high school that I read about a kid that went to different planets and had to save them. I read, uh, there was a book series, so the first one was called The Magician. Uh, I read those. I loved, uh, I'm working through C.S. Lewis's uh, Space Trilogy right now, Out of si Silent Planet, Palandria, Palandra, Palandrea, something like that, and then That Hideous Strength is the last one, so I'm chugging through that right now. Um, I just, I really, I, I love to read. I really love to read. Some good books that I could recommend for you guys, uh, and I'll categorize them from like self-improvement, like work, quote-unquote books, to like uh, leisure, 
reading. Um, so like a good self-improvement business, whatever, The Slight Edge. Anything by John Maxwell. So The Slight Edge, number one. Number two, anything by John Maxwell. The Five Levels of Leadership uh, and the 21 Irrefutable Laws of all of his books. I think those two are the most important. I'd start with the 21 Laws and then read the Five Irrefutable uh, or uh, read the 21 Irrefutable Laws and then read the Five Levels. Um, number, th- uh, number three for me is number one. The book that changed my mindset uh, in regards to business and money more than any other book is The Almanac and Naval Ravikant. Naval Rav- uh, now, I've said that on this podcast probably a dozen times. And if you've been listening to me and you haven't read that book yet, you're a big dummy. <laughs> you gotta, you have to read that book. Uh, so the Almanac and Naval, are, you know, and some people, I've, I've recommended it to people and they didn't like get it. And I think you have to be at a certain stage. I think you have to be in the middle, like you've got to be pretty far along in your business career. Like I think you need to have failed a couple times. I think you need to have made a lot of money and lost a lot of money for that book to really, and it's lessons really to sink in. But that's, that's a big one for me. Um, some some leisure reading, I guess you could call it. I love anything by C.S. Lewis. Like I said, the Space Trilogy, the Screw Tape Letters are great. Uh, all the books I mentioned before, Loader, The Hobbit, um, that Magician series, Pendragon. I don't know. Pendragon might be relevant, relatively elementary now, but it was a fun sci-fi book for me, fantasy book when I was a kid. Uh, oh, boy. What other books? Oh, uh, The Brothers... Uh, you know, by Fyodor, the brothers Karamazov, 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 whatever, uh, by Fyodor Dotesky. Uh, I butchered all those Russian names, so just deal with it. It's that That's a classic. Um, boy, oh boy, I could go just start there. What other business books? Uh, the one by Tim Ferriss. <laughs> this is if that narrows it down. I'm not, I'm not going to remember the title right now. I'll try to get the list. I'm just barreling down the highway right now, trying to recall uh, every of the, all of the, three thousand books I've read in my life. Those are great starts, and if you chug through those and want more recommendations, let me know. I have a library of both physical audio and uh, like books on my iPhone too that I could pour over with you, and I've read them all. Um, what other really really good ones? Oh, I mean the first really self-help book I read that changed my life uh, was As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. Nobody ever taught me how to think. I can remember my wrestling coach because I struggled with a lot of self-confidence issues. Like I would go out to wrestle somebody that I had beaten five or six times and still get nervous that I was going to lose. Like and not just like, hey, I got to make sure I wrestle my best and not take this lightly. Like I literally thought there was some reason I was going to lose to this kid I'd beat five times, pinned five times. Um, and it was like something about a big dog, and it just didn't. It did the concepts didn't make sense to me at the time. But a more refined reversion uh, of that is as a man thinketh, and that really that was the first time I realized I could control my life by controlling my thoughts. Not that we just sit around and think and good things happen, but good thoughts, as we've said, lead to good attitudes and good actions and good habits and good outcomes over over a long enough timeline, right? But As a Man Thinketh by James Allen is up there. Obviously, Think and Grow Rich. It's a no-brainer. If you've never read that, you need to read that. Um, 
that's a that's a great book. There's just so many. There's so many good books. And this is how you read. If you don't like it, you don't read it. <laughs> I'll give a book. I'll read a book about 15 to 20 percent of the way through. If it's still not hitting with me, I'll jump towards like towards the end, like 70 percent of the way through. Pick up there. And if it's still, if I just can't get into it, I just toss it to the side. And I'll try it back in a year or two years. I'm just not ready for that book or it just sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, guys, there's just books that suck. You realize that, right? There's nothing wrong. And then there's books you're not ready for. Then there's books you're not ready for. Like, I don't think the Almanac of uh, Naval Ravikant would have made sense to me in my early 20s. In fact, I know it wouldn't have. It hit me at the perf. I read that book when I had a major unexpected career change happen. And it literally changed the game for me. And that book was sent to me. God put that book in my hands at that moment for a very specific reason. That book is the reason why I'm five times more successful, ten times more successful now in many ways than I was just two, three short years ago. Um, but I don't think in my early 20s that book would have made sense to me. Ugh, sorry, I've been driving for eight hours. Um, so sometimes it's just not the right time for it. Sometimes, like I can remember reading the book of Romans, for example, in the Bible and getting very frustrated, not having a clue what the heck Paul was talking about at all. Now I know Romans like the back of my hand. And although I don't think anybody could ever tout complete understanding of the, of the scripture, I've got a pretty darn good one now. You know, so sometimes you're just not ready for the book. But also sometimes the book just sucks. You know, I've read some books where it's like, dude, this is trash. Somebody recommended a, a, a business book to me. Um, oh, what was it? Alex, this isn't the book you recommended. I'm not talking about, but I'm going to talk about a concept you and I bulged through the other day. Uh, this wasn't your book. I said, kid, that kid that used to work uh, for me in Erie years and years and years ago and he's like, hey, I remember you guys you, you always get, had good book recommendations, I wanted to return, I know you like business, here's this book, I I'll, I don't want to want to get sued for ripping on this art or this uh, author, but dude this, it come to find out I go, it's a, it was a book about like how to um, succeed in business some corny it was like but it was like a corny title title like being a fire starter in a cold business world or something it was like something like that and uh dude i this thing i wanted to burn it <laughs> i think i might have i think i threw it in the cardboard pile which eventually made its way to the wood pile it got burned um and this is what you need to do with business books anytime you're about to pick up and read a book about financial success, marriage, business. This is something I was telling one of my business partners the other day. He said, hey, I, I read this book and uh, this guy says we should come up for our, our first line defense company uh, with a playbook. I uh, said, so blah, 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 blah. And I said, okay, who's the author? And he said, this guy. And I'm like, all right, one thing I want to look at before we ever take anybody else's advice is how many successful businesses has this guy created? Like, you wouldn't believe, and I think he had a couple, if I remember correctly. You wouldn't believe, ooh, look at this Chevelle. Hey, baby girl. What's up, mama? Talking to the car, not the old guy driving it. Or maybe him, too. 
43 miles till Buffalo? Oh, God. Let's be dry. Even. I thought it was closer. Oh, that side just took the wind out of my sails. Damn, dude. So I got, what, 30 minutes to Buffalo. That's 11. Okay, so I'll still be home. I'll be back in New York by 1230, 1245. Anyways, um, you would believe how many people, how much trash business books there are out there, how many there are from people that have never ran a business. It's like, it's like going to business school to hear from a professor that's never owned a business in his life. Sparking <laughs> his 2001 Corolla next to the dumpster out back. He's like trying to hide it from the students so that he could go in and lecture people on business. <laughs> oh, yeah, you need a cost analysis and a profit loss spreadsheet. Oh, that's, 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 that's what you're paying accounting for, you idiot. <laughs> Thank you for charging me 50 grand. <laughs> For that information. Dude, I can remember because I've always been a hustler. I can remember being in a few econ slash business classes when I went to Allegheny College and being like, dude, this guy doesn't know dinkles, dinkle fritz about making money. What's he doing up here? This little this little pencil. I can picture the professor right now. But anyways, like I ain't gonna be reading a marriage book on somebody. I saw there some a woman, of course, posted uh uh she wrote a book about, uh, it was on one of those horror shows my wife watches, you know, get a bunch of whores drunk and put them all in a house together and let them beat each other up and call each other names and who has slept with whose husband and blah, blah, blah. So, sorry, no offense, Geneva, but uh, <laughs> that's her. I've got my guilty pleasures. That's hers. It was like one of those women, and it was like something about having a, a happy, fulfilled marriage. And this woman's been divorced and remarried three times. Like, something tells me you haven't quite figured out the whole marriage thing. If I'm going to read a marriage book, it's going to be from somebody that's been married, you know, 30 years plus. Not somebody that's been through three marriages. You know what I'm saying? So, just, you know, audit the audit the author. There we go. Boom. Oh, I love that. I just coined that. That's copyrighted. Audit the author when it comes to reading your books. You know, and the classics, listen, the classics are classics for a reason, okay? Let's not get fancy and reinvent the wheel. Like, Think and Grow Rich will always be a staple, a cornerstone uh, in terms of self-development and building financial success. You know what I mean? Like, that will always be a cornerstone. So, like, let's not get fancy. It's the same thing like with, with your spiritual walk with God and Jesus. Like the Bible should always be the cornerstone. There, there's some great books out there from some great pastors and some great spiritual leaders. But at the end of the day, let's stick with the classic, which is the Bible, you know? So, all right, that's another episode for you guys today. My voice is getting hoarse from yapping. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys soon. Let's get it. Peace.